Okay, we are in Sefer Divrei Hayamim Aleph, Perik Beis. We're going to start from Pasuk Memches, the last few Pesukim we have left over in Perik Beis, and go right into a fascinating Perik Gimel. So let's start on Memches, Pilegesh Kolev, we're still talking about the two Chalevs, Chalev ben Chesron, Chalev ben Yechfune. The Mephorshim are divided. Is it the same Chalev or is it two different Chalevs? But they go back and forth. And the reason they're spending so much time on Chalev is they are showing a direct um, line between Chalev and David HaMelech. So, Memches. Pilegesh Chalev, Macha, the concubine of Kalev, her name was Macha Yolad Shever Esther Chana, Vatelet Shav Avi Midmana Eshav Avi Mechbena the Avi Giva Ubas Kalev Achsa, and he had a daughter named Achsa. A quick question: Why is it so important to know the genealogy of David? Isn't the fact that David is David good enough? Uh, no, it's very important, the Yuchsin, the Yichis. Uh, and we said every tribe kept these most detailed books on whose Yichis. You had to even present them and bring them. So yeah, it's very, the genealogy is important, but they are spending a lot of time building up to David, which we will reach in just a few minutes, David himself. But yeah, you've got to spend a lot of time. Look, we know in our religion, Yichis is an important factor, and that's what they're building up. So, Elah you b'nei kolei ben chur b'chor efrocha shovel avi kiryas ya'orim. Kiryas ya'orim wasn't his name, but now what they're going to do is attach some of the people to cities they founded or they came from or they're identified with. Shlom avi beis lechem, you see he's the father of beis lechem. Choref avi beis goder. These are names of families now that we're doing. They were known by their family names. Same thing. Umishbachos Sofrim, this is interesting. Yoshre Yabes, Tatarim, Shmosam, Shuchachim, Hemo Hakinim, Habayim Mechmas, Avi Beis Rechev. So now we get to the Mishbachas, a family of scribes, which was a very respected profession. Yoshre Yabes, who dwelt in Yabes, Tarim, Shmosayim, Shuchasim, those were names of families or names of. Um, also, the attributes of they had a very respected family. Hema Hakinim. They are the Kinim. The Kinim are the families of Yisro. Yisro, the father in law of Moshe. Habay Mechmas Abe Beis Rechev, who come from the Beis um, Rechev. Now, Yisro, Yisro has always been a mystery. We know that he comes to visit Moshe in the desert and hails him for what he does and reforms the judicial system. We know that Moshe, it's right before Matan Torah, the Ten Commandments, Moshe pleads with him to stay. Um, 
We never know Yisro's answer. Did he stay? Did he go home? Some Mephoshim say Moshe even offered him land. He had his own land in Eretz Canaan. Some say he stayed for 450 years through the first temple and then left. Uh, some say he might have left immediately. We don't know, but Yisro is a very respected figure in our historical uh, canon. And so this gives him the credit of, you know, having families that were geniuses in Torah. There was no one more, let's put it this way, there was never a more intense convert to Judaism than Yisro. Now, Perik Gimel, we are getting right into David and his family. Starts the puzzle. The Elahayu B'nai David, Asher Nolad Lo Bechevron. Now, David reigns 40 years. He spends seven and a half years in Hebron, 33 years in Yerushalayim. Uh, he reigns for 40 years totally. There's six months in there that is missing. Mephorshim say that perhaps in the rebellion of Avshalom, his son, he has to flee. So those are the extra six months. He reigns, I, he lives until 70 years old. So these are B'nai David that were born in Hebron. We divided among the seven years he was in Hebron, the 33 years in Yerushalayim. Now, we are going to come and meet these sons of his in various narratives after these nine prokim in fairly specific detail. However, this first one we are not going to meet in Divrei Hayomim further prokim for very good reason. Habachor Amnon la'achinoam ha'Yisraelin. That is the woman born. Amnon was his bachor. Amnon was a terrible person. Amnon, and there's no other way to put it, raped his sister Tamar, then discarded her. He was in turn killed or ordered to be killed by his brother Avshalom. So it doesn't make it for a very pretty picture. But Achinom HaYisraelis was his mother. Shani Doniel LaVigail HaKarmelis. The second son was Doniel. Avigail, born to Avigail HaCarmelis. Avigail was one of the loves of his life. Doniel was a very special person. The Gemara tells us that Doniel was one of four people in our history who never sinned. He was an intense student of Torah. He had absolutely no interest in politics, in ruling, um, in just, his desire was just to learn. But he had an interesting history. Avigail, the Gemara tells us, was married to a guy named Novel. Novel was a much older man. Some of Farshim say they never consummated the marriage. David was wildly head over heels in love with her. Later, after Novel dies, he marries her. The child born of them, they say, they use the same language we used in the Torah about Yitzchak, where they say the late Sehador, the cynics and scoffers used to say that this isn't really Avram's child, he's too old. This is really Avimelech, the king of the Philistines' child, when he held Sarah in captivity. And so to remedy that, the Mephoshim said, the Kodesh Baruch who made Yitzchak with the exact, exact 
countenance as Avraham. So no one could even say it. Same thing with Daniel. It's almost the exact same parish. They were saying it's really Noble's child, but he looked so much like David, you couldn't possibly make that error. And he said, Daniel was a total son. Hashlishi la'avshalom ben macha beistalmi melech yeshur. The third was Avshalom. Absalom, we know, mounted a terrible rebellion against his father David for the kingdom and almost triumphed. In any case, he was the son of Ben Macha, based Tommy Melech Yeshur. There is the only time it doesn't mention La, um, born to La Achinoam. So Absalom is Ben Macha. Ben Macha, based Tommy Melech Yeshur, because she was not. Jewish. She was in Ashes Yafas Toar, that when you conquered her, you, in, you convert her, but she was born non Jewish. He was a conquest of war. Haravi Adonia ben Chagit. The fourth was Adonia ben Chagit, also a terrible son, a rebelled as well against his father. Hachamishi Shiftaya Avital. It was Shiptai Lavita, Hashishi Yisroim, Le'egla Yishko. The sixth and last of the Hebron born sons is Yisroim, Le'egla Yishko. Well, who is Egla, why Egla, and Yishko? Notice this is the only time in the six recitations of birth the woman is called Yishko, his wife. This is none other, Egla is Micha the daughter of Shaul, the love, up to a point, of David's life. And Eglah is a term of endearment, like little calf. And she gives birth to Yisrael, to Ishtob. Sadly, David and Micha, one of the great love stories, meet such a tragic end. Um, and just let me read it into the record. It's in Shmuel Bay, as you may recall. David, after many years, recovers the Aaron Bris Kodesh. It was staying at a person's house after being transferred from here to there. He decides the time was ripe to bring it back to Yerushalayim. And he brings it back. It is a day of just national celebration and jubilation. David is leading the celebration. He is wearing the clothes of the people. He's discarded his royal robes. He is leading them in a, a tunic, a plain tunic that may have exposed his arms. It's a short tunic, whatever. He is dancing feverishly with songs and music and stopping. And as he gets to Yerushalayim, uh, Micha is looking through the window. She's watching him dancing to her mind like a peasant. Remember, she's the daughter of King Saul. Um, David comes, and she comes out to meet him furious. Being, this is very sarcastic. What a wonderful honor it is to the king of Israel, who revealed himself physically. Obviously, his arms were showing, uh, his legs were exposed. To the women, the 
shifchos, avodah, ki glosan iglesa chad harekim, like one of the drunken boors exposes themselves. This is no way for a king to behave. Yomer David al-Michal l'fnei Hashem asher b'chor bi niyavicha. I'm not your father. I am David. He was Shaul, and that's why Kodesh Baruch chose me over your father. Umikol beiso and all his family. But seisus nogid al am Hashem al Yisrael v'sachachti l'fnei Hashem. I will continue to dance before the Kodesh Baruch Hu. V'nekalosi od mizos and I don't care. Yes, I will be lowered in the eyes of the common people you so disdain. I will be honored by them. So, it's a breakdown of the relationship. Notice that it switches from Michal Ishto to Bashaol after that. And sadly, the Navi concludes in Michal Bashaol. She did not have a child. She dies childless. Some of the Moshim say that she may have died in childbirth. Some say that, of course, she had no children. After that, David, for all intents and purposes, separates from her. So it's a tragic love story, but a fascinating one, and we will come back to it. Now, the Eilin knows who Yerushalayim, and now he goes to Yerushalayim. Uh, I left out Pasuk Dalit. Shisha Nola Lo Bechevron. He had six in Chevron. Vayimlach Shom Sheva Shanim Meshisha Chadashim. Seven years, six months. Ushalshimu Shalosh Shanav Malach Yerushalayim. Thirty-three years in Yerushalayim. Ve'enu Nolu Lo Yerushalayim, and these were his sons in Yerushalayim. Shima. Veshoba, Benosan, Veshalma, Arba Levas, Shua, Bas Amiel. Notice, Bashua is really Bathsheba. Shlomo is said last, the Arba, but he was born first. Why is he listed fourth? Say the Mephorshim. That is the style of Divrei Hayyamim. Sometimes they get the lesser characters out of the way to focus on a major character, which Shlomo certainly is. By Yivchor el Yishama ve'el Potot, more sons, ve'nogah ve'nefeg ve'yofia, ve'el Yishama ve'el Yodah ve'el Peter Tisha, nine sons in all, kol b'nei David milvad b'nei Pilat Shem, it does not include sons born of his concubines, v'tamar achosam, and Tamar was his sister. The implication is he had one daughter. He did not. He had more daughters than Tamar. But as we saw, and we're going to see, she was the most important. Uben Shlomo, and now Shlomo Zirchis, Rechavam. Rechavam was his son who succeeded him. A disaster, an unmitigated disaster. It was under him that the ten Shvatim rebel, secede from the Union, as it were, and this sends us on an inexorable trajectory to Golis and the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. Um, Yoram, Beno Achazyahu, Beno Yoash, Beno. So we have Yoram, Achazyahu figures in, and Yoash. Beno Yoash was a big tzaddik, but what he did 
And this we will get in Jivri Hayomim. You don't get it in the actual uh, Malachim. He decided it wasn't enough just to be king in a zeal of religious um, righteousness. He decides he's going to bring in the Ketores, the incense offering into the base Hamikdash. You can't. You got to be the Kohen Gadol. And so what he's done is he's stricken with leprosy. Amatsyo Beno, Azariah Beno, Yosem Beno, all of these figure in to the rule of the kings of Yehuda, and we will come back to them. Ochaz Beno, Chizkiyahu, we certainly know Chizkiyahu was a tzaddik. Beno Menashe, Beno, his son Menashe was anything but a tzaddik. And this we're not going to learn in Jivri HaYamin, because if, I hate to use the word whitewash, but Menashe is totally... Um, portrayed as a righteous Balchuva who repents for his evil, misspent youth, and the Kaddish Baruch who takes him back. As we said, this is designed to show B'nai Yisrael, you're not rejected. The Kaddish Baruch who always will take you back because that will set the stage for their feeling of being wanted and feeling of return to Eretz Yisrael. Amon, B'no Yoshio, B'no Yoshio is the last bright spot the last clear chance of Yehuda avoiding the disaster that's bound to come. Yoshio was a tzaddik. Yoshio, some say, was destined to be the Mashiach. Yoshio inaugurates a Balchura program unparalleled. Yoshio institutes a school system of learning Torah that spreads to the entire land. Every boy, every bacher, could recite whole parts of the Torah, the school in Torah. Yoshio fails for reasons we will see, but it's not really his fault. But in any case, that was our last clear chance, Yoshio. These are the kings already that are going to go and are going into Golas. Again, we will meet these kings in great detail uh, as the first temple comes to an end. We're going to see the name comes from Zera Bovel. He was born in Bovel. He was conceived in Bovel. And Ezra very cleverly sees that to give this return to Yerushalayim and the rebuilding of the second temple a continuity, you have to have Zubavel. Zubavel is the last last remnant at that time of the house of David. What could be more legitimate than having him lead back the people? As we said, he could not be king because they weren't independent. They weren't a sovereign state at the time. They were under Persian rule. But Shubevo leads them back. The Chashuva, Ubenei Pidja, Shubevo, Veshimi, Ben Shubevo, Meshulam, Vechananya, Ushlomish, Achotam. The Chashuva, Ohel, Berchia, Vechasena, Yushav, Chesed, Chamesh, that's Chashuva and Ohel, Berchaha. Uben Hanania, Paltia, Bishaya, Bene Rafia, Bene Arnon, Bene Obadja, Bene Shechania, Ubene Shechania, Shamayo, Bene Shamayo, Hatus, Yogel, Varia, Fanaro, Shop and Shisha. 
These were the names, and they're very curious names, but these are the descendants. So we see today that um, the Malchus of David, we're going to present it as a very stable, untroubled thing. There's going to be no Bacheva, there's going to be no Avshalom, there's going to be no Amnon Batama. But this, we're referring to the Navi, where these stories are in fact. And so we see the sons of David were a very mixed bag, is polite. I mean, you've got Adoniah, Avshalom, uh, Amnon. They were a very diverse and very, as we're going to see, rebellious group. So now we're going to go back, the Mutz Hashem, back to Yehuda. We left Yehuda there and his Yichis chart, starting with Peretz. The um, Mutz Hashem, 8.45 a.m. Monday. You will not want to miss this. Be there. I've time.